welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. My name's Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. Class is now in session. And today we're going to be talking about queer books. I'm really excited about this topic because I've really gotten back into reading lately. I've read like 45 books so far this year and it's February. Um, This year? Yeah. You're kidding. That's how many I read no. last year total. Yeah, that's like how like many I read last year All of 2022. Too. Yeah. I like Whoa. haven't been listening to music. I haven't been listening to podcasts really like I used to. I've just been like binging audiobooks on like 2x, 3x speed because I'm Okay. Nuts. See, I'm like an actual yeah. reader, not an audio. Yeah. Like I want to yeah. look. I want to read. I want to mm-hmm. read with my eyes. I'm on book yeah. seven or eight of the year and I thought that was impressive for February. it is so it holy is. cow 45. I can't do it with something like in my hands I like it while I'm like driving or if I'm cleaning or if I'm doing work I like to have it on the background so I just like you know have it in the background of my life uh, okay. so I'm always reading yeah yeah that makes more sense because I'll see you post all these books and I'm like like, how how does she fly I'm like she must be the fastest reader ever or she just must specifically choose really short books Mm -hmm. because I can finish a book in a day if it's under 200 pages but if it's over 200 pages it's gonna take me a couple days Mm -hmm. yeah I some of the books I read are like physical I actually prefer to read on my phone because I don't like when people ask me what I'm reading it feels so personal especially because I read a lot of like self-help I mean, like if I do, like sometimes you're in the waiting room and you're like reading on your phone or something. Mm-hmm. And, but like, if I ever had like a book and someone, this is more like in the past, but people would be like, oh, what are you reading? And it just feels so personal to me. And it's not always something I want to share with everyone. And I do read a lot of like self-help books and it's like, I don't want you to know this much about me. Even if it's like not a self-help thing, I just, I don't know what I'm reading is personal until I choose to share it so I like to have it like as anonymous as possible but yeah mostly I listen to what I read just because I I can't like sit there and hold a book in my hand and sit still like I need to like be doing oh, I, more than one I thing love that <laughs> well I am a multitasker also so I usually mm-hmm. have something on the tv that I've seen a million times that's kind of like background yeah. noise for while I'm reading But I also am very, like, I hate when people who are self-proclaimed readers will Mm -hmm. then, like, ask me if I've read this and this and this and this. Because I'm like, no, I read, but I read the very specific things that I want to read. And I promise they're, like, they're not what you're reading. Like, I'm reading the most random things ever. What kind of things are people asking you if you've read that you're like, no? Um, I feel like. Like Colleen Hoover. (laughs) Yes, if depending on who it is, but even mm-hmm. like queer people that I know will always get into these fantasy series and these like other world kind of books. And I just like reading about like people on drugs and people in cults and they celebrity have that in memoirs. fantasy series. No, but I don't want the fantasy. I want like the, I want real life. I want to be able to not think like if I lived in this world, I Mm. want it to be more realistic than that. Mm. I don't know. I kind of like trashy books more than anything else. Trashy in what way? Like poorly written? Like she breasted boobily down the stairs kind of thing? (laughs) Have you heard that No. (laughs) It's like when male writers write about women and they're like, she breasted boobily down the stairs because they like don't know how to write about people's bodies without sexualizing and objectifying. 
Yeah. I guess I just read a lot of like stories for the plot more than, um, well, maybe, maybe I'm backtracking now because I do read a lot of, like, I've been reading a lot of James Baldwin and I would obviously not qualify that as like a trashy read at all. So I don't know. There's like a lot of, I'll read like a lot of like classics. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I don't read classics really. Like I'm not, if, if it's set too far in the past I don't want to read it but if it's like a time travel thing I like it but if it's just in the past no I like future or present I'm reading a lot of authors that I think I should have had to read growing up Mm, like James Baldwin and Bell Hooks and Audre Lorde and Maya Angelou Mm -hmm. you know like Toni Morrison so Mm. I'm giving myself the education I should have gotten in school I guess That's why those, those are a very specific set of classics. Like I'm not reading Moby Dick or It's not specifically (laughs) queer, but you should read Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. If that's not already on your list. I decided to read it because people said it was a better version of The Handmaid's Tale. And it's like written by a black woman. Um, So it's not like TBD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you said you just got back into reading. So have you always been a reader or is this just like oh, yeah. a new fact? Well, you're see, you say reader, but I'm like, are you, you're, are you? No, I am though? like audio. It is because are you saying blind people can't read then? If no, a blind person but... listens to an audiobook, what's the, what's the difference between me listening to an audiobook and them listening to an audiobook? You know, um, it just feels like you're cheating a little. I see your, I see your argument. And I do think that for things like driving or multitasking, Mm -hmm. audiobooks can be great. Mm -hmm. But to have read, like to say you read 45 books this year, I think is incorrect. (laughs) You listened to 45 books this year, but but you didn't read them. But it's like the same thing. If you think about it, it's like hearing or seeing words in your head. All right. I'm skeptical <laughs> like to if say you're like, that you've read for, I think you've listened to 45 books this year. Okay. But like, I it's read the same, it's books. the same thing. It's the same thing in the end. It just things going on in your head. All right. Like your mind playing stories in your brain, you know, just like a different um, modality, I guess. Uh, all right. All right. I'll, I've ingested 45 you. books worth of wisdom in some way or another. And like I said, not all of them are audiobooks, just a majority. Um, Okay. But uh, yeah, no, I've always been a reader. When I was young, I would like get in trouble because I would like read during class and it would be like random books that I'd pull out and start reading. And they'd be like, you're not supposed to be doing that right now. Put that away. And I'd be like, I'm already done with what I was supposed to be doing. What am I supposed to do? Just sit here. Why can't I read a book? And my mom would be like, just let her read the book. Like, I don't know what the issue is. Um, But I feel like that's kind of like my ADHD and my inability to pay attention. So, Mm -hmm. uh, which obviously I still have, hence the audiobook (laughs) multitask. Um, That makes sense though. Yeah. Have you always been a reader too? Always. I mean, growing up, we would go to the beach a lot and I could finish like a book a day on the beach easily. And my dad always used to joke how like my sister and I, we'd spend a week down the shore and we'd read like, five books and then my dad would be like you guys just read more books than I've read my whole life in this one week 
Yeah, I don't understand so. people who aren't into reading, but I mean, I like go through phases, obviously. Like last year I read like about the same amount of books that I've read or listened to this year. Um, but most of them were in like beginning of the year and then I got my relationships. So I was like out living a life mm-hmm. and yeah. now I'm not really socializing very much. I'm kind of isolating myself and just like escaping into books all the time. Hence yeah. why I'm listening to so many audiobooks and trying to be productive. And I'm more productive if there's something playing in the background. And I'd rather mm-hmm. it be something that I'm like, learning from or like getting entertainment from and sometimes that's in the form of podcasts sometimes it's in the form of books yeah I just I I do understand people who aren't readers like I get it if it's like Mm -hmm. not your thing because it is like time consuming and depending on what book you're reading it could be boring like if you don't have the right books for you then I I do think you're gonna find it boring but I I ebb and flow like if I don't have a lot going on, I'll read a ton. Cause it's like a fun pastime. Like it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when t- like times of the year get busier, unless I'm sitting on a plane reading, yeah. then like, I'm probably not reading as much, but mm-hmm. I always yearly try and set a goal of reading at least one book a month. And mm-hmm. I usually well surpass that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my minimum for like yeah. the rest of my life I I hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's a good goal to have do you have a favorite queer book specifically well do you have a favorite like book in general and then like one that's specifically queer just just curious um I guess it overlaps a little bit and this is why mm-hmm. I say like my favorite book it's not written well but I it's so good it's called <laughs> playground and it's about okay. a woman who grew up in the playboy mansion and it's a true oh. story Okay. So it's like a memoir. Mm-hmm. She was the daughter of one of Hef's best friends and his like basically personal physician, aka personal prescription pad, aka plug. Mm. And she so good. she started going like to the Playboy Mansion since she was six. At some point, she has an affair with one of Hef's girlfriends. And oh. I read this when I was like young, like middle school. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with reading the lesbian sex scenes. Yeah. And I, you know, now know why. And she like writes in the book that she's bisexual. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of overlaps. But like I said, it's not like well-written. I just love yeah. the like chaos of it, of the story. How did you discover this in middle school? Like, I don't uh, even know if I My best friend's that. older sister had it. Okay. Okay. That checks out. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't know. I definitely had, I remember when I was younger, I checked out this book from the library and it was called like Kissing Kate or something. And it was like, queer. And I like, I don't know if I ended up checking it out or not, but I remember like looking at it in the library for a really long time and like kind of reading it. But I was like scared to check it out because I didn't want my grandma to be like, what's that book about? And I have to be like, oh, it's about girls kissing each other. Um, so I feel like that that also goes back to like not wanting physical copies in my hands because I don't want people asking what I'm looking at because you know sometimes that makes sense <laughs> yeah I have recently like last year and this year I've really tried to filter my life overall and so I have attempted to only read books that are written by either people of color mm-hmm. queer people or women And last year of the 45 books I read, I think only three of them did not fall into that category. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty good percentage. Yeah. Do you ever start a book and just like, you're like, no, not for me and abandon it. Or do you like push your way through no matter what? 
I pretty much push my way through no matter what. It's hard mm-hmm. for me to not finish a book. There's one book in the past five years that I can think of what book was that it? I started and didn't finish. What I book? don't want to give it publicity, <gasps> but okay. on our Patreon, I will. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I used to always try and make myself push through and sometimes I still do, but I'm trying to like not push through things that I'm not like enjoying like why would I read a book that I don't like when I could just stop and go read something that I do like like why am I wasting my time in life in general like engaging in things that aren't making me happy um so I'm trying to like yeah use that uh philosophy in like different areas of my life so if like I went to a restaurant I don't like anything on the menu like I'm not gonna feel bad if I get up and leave and go somewhere else as long as you know I'm not like politely right yeah um or like watching a tv show like maybe I'm like halfway through the series and I'm just like not feeling it I'm not trying to like push through anymore because I feel like I've put myself in a lot of like uncomfortable situations in the past just because I feel like I should but I'm like realizing that I don't have to. So no, that's totally valid. And I I think there's a lot of like inspiration you can draw from that. And just Mm -hmm. overall, like if something's not fitting you, don't Mm -hmm. wear it kind of thing. I I will say I've never pushed through a book that I like hated. Mm -hmm. It was more just like, nah, this isn't that great. But I, I, it wasn't like unbearable. And I was like skimming just to know how it ends. But Mm -hmm. I like the thought of just, if you're not feeling it, move on. Like mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah. And sometimes I do go back to them and I finish them or, you know, sometimes I just never do, but I have a yeah. lot of like half finished books that I'm just like, what is happening here? Nothing. I'm not like, I just started reading this uh, queer book called She's Too Pretty to Burn and it's okay, but I don't know that I want to finish it because I was expecting more to be going on at this point and I'm not like invested mm. in the characters. There's no like real connection between me and the storyline that I like, I'm like, I need to know how this ends. Like, it's just kind of there. That's I'm not fair. saying anything bad about, I don't know who the author is. Um, I'm sure they're a lovely person and a great writer. It's just not clicking for me personally. Yeah. And I think it's okay to <laughs> give up on things when it is. it doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm currently reading some poetry books and I made sure that they were sapphic because I just think there's something extra poetic yeah. about <laughs> sapphic people writing poems for each other. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I have three books that are three different authors and one of them is Audrey Lord, and they're all just like sapphic poems. So that's what I'm, it's not what like the stories, others? but I like that. If you know. Uh, Coming Home to Her by Emily Juniper. Okay. I haven't read these yet, but these are, this is what I'm reading like this week. And the other one is called The Lavender Haze by Mm. June Bates. Okay. I haven't heard of those, but I'm sure they're great. You'll have to let me know. I love poetry. Um, I do love poetry. Yeah. I know some people who are like, it's so corny, but like, that's kind of the beauty of it, I think, is the corniness and just like the way it makes you feel um I'm reading a book right now it's actually not queer but it's like this woman who is having sex with like a merman and she was like describing sex with him and it was just making me feel nauseous like I just was disgusted oh my god (laughs) but and I was just like it's too much deep like I don't want to think about a man having sex at all um so I like was skipping over that part because I was just like not into it Mm -hmm. interesting yeah yeah, it, it just, I don't know. The description of it, 
was not great. No, it's not queer, unfortunately. Um, I was hoping it would get there, but it's do you about- mostly read queer books or? Uh, I I wouldn't say mostly, but I do try to read a lot of queer books just because like I read um, A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's what it's called. It's like a huge, like the books are like thick as fuck. And there are like four of them. I think I read two or two and a half of them. And then I gave up. Um, I was recommended to read that and told that they were really good. And it's like, it's like fairy smut, basically like fairy mm. smutting. Um and I just like, I I was like, these sex scenes are doing nothing for me. Like they're so, I don't, just the heteronormativity, like I don't care. I've, I've heard it, right. I've seen it a million times. I'm not into it. A lot of the non-queer books I read aren't relationship centered, mm-hmm. if that yeah. makes sense. So then I don't, I don't, I don't read a lot of sexy books anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to in general, just because I feel like they have to be done really well for me to like it. I'm not, I usually, I just feel cringe. Like sometimes it's hot. Like I, one of the questions we got was what's the best hot sapphic book and are there any good realistic and spicy WLW books? And I made a list of books I've read. And the only one I can really think of that had good sex scenes is called One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. I read that one. Yeah. I loved that. I loved that yeah. one. Except there was one part where I was like a little cringe, but like mostly it was hot to me. Uh, but yeah, usually those were I'm not. okay. They weren't like that X-rated or anything, but yeah. they were they were good. Yeah, they were a little spicy. I don't know if I have anything else on my list. My favorite queer book is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, uh, which is, that's okay if it makes me basic. It's just, it's so good. I've read it like at least four times so far. You have recommended Uh, it to me and I keep hearing about it, but I just haven't gotten to it. I'll put it on my list. I'll buy it. Mm -hmm. And once it's on my bookshelf, I'll get to it. They're making a Netflix show out of it, I think. And Uh, you've already convinced me there. Yeah. Now I need to get it. My girlfriend's mom and her sister read it and they both loved it. My girlfriend listened to the audiobook with me at the beach. She loved it. It's It's such a good story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I, I don't know that there's necessarily like spicy sex scenes in that, but there's some spicy love scenes that <laughs> will uh, turn your heart on. Um, and I said heart on, not heart on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got a lot of book recommendation questions overall, even just uh, overarching, please share a queer book reading list. So know that any of the books that we do mention today and plenty that we do not mention will be in a full reading list, which you can find in the episode description right now. Um, And you can also, you know, comment and all of our stuff to share some more. Um, But we do have some that we'll talk through, of course, today. So another recommendation that they asked for that I I even just said, I don't really read much fantasy. So do you recommendations (laughs) for fantasy uh, WLW books? Yeah, I, I definitely do. One of the uh, sapphic fantasy books I have written down is These Witches Don't Burn by Isabel Sterling. It's a little bit more young adult, but I liked it. I like stuff about witches. So a few other good fantasy books are House of Hollow by Crystal Sutherland. 
The Dark Wife by Sarah Deemer. That one is about Hades and Persephone, but Hades is a woman. Um, it's oh really, yeah, but the cover art is awful. It's so ugly. I hate the. It's so boring. But the book is so good. I, I love. It. I know it, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but I do often sometimes. do. Yeah, like, and you know what? There was one that? time. There was one time in uh, Target. I bought a book purely because of the cover and it was my favorite book I read in 2022 it was called Black Cake and it was a little bit queer I had that on my list of things to read I know exactly what you're talking about it's so good it was my favorite book I read in 2022 it's amazing Hmm. Um, it has a really beautiful message around food and I I just liked how things tied together one Mm -hmm. of the characters is queer you don't like get a ton of her story but she's bisexual and that kind of plays into a couple things yeah the one book that I mentioned House of Hollow it's about like three sisters and one of the sisters is a lesbian one straight and one's bisexual and they don't really like delve too much into the storyline but they do mention it a little bit and I like that they kind of brought the representation in and they kind of hinted Mm -hmm. that there's going to be a sequel so I'm hoping to see more queerness in the upcoming books so I yeah I don't mind if it's not like front and center with the storyline but it's better than just like all of them being straight like it's not realistic honestly yeah no we don't need to have like queer stories that are just centered around queer relationships Mm -hmm. and coming out and all this stuff like we can have just anything happen to us and that is a plot without it being like gay but we are a gay person and that yeah. makes it like queer stories are very nuanced and mm-hmm. in the way that we can tell them is infinite yeah do you have any recommendations for any books that aren't about coming out or gay men this person said um and they also would like fiction and well-written so got a lot of boxes um, to check off for this <laughs> recommendation well I also would say that I don't know that everything's like super well written mm-hmm. um but I feel like that's subjective that, I guess so I mean when I think of somebody who's saying well written what I mm-hmm. hear and this may be my perception what I hear is like above the fifth grade reading level that I personally <laughs> love to read at personally okay. me yeah um, I think of this person as probably like they want something more scholarly. Yeah. And I don't know. I know okay, I remember you're that- reading like Audre Lorde. That is not fifth grade level reading. <laughs> no, but don't you remember when um, there was like all these things? I, I think it was even on Twitter. Every woman in the earth was reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And then people mm-hmm. were like clipping things from it and just, like showing how like yeah. simplistic her sentences That's what they're doing were. with Colleen Hoover now. Yeah. Well, I don't give a fuck how simplistic the sentences are. I literally don't. I don't care if it says mm-hmm. she was sad. It was horrible. What a bad day. If okay. that's what, okay. if that's going to lead into the plot and I will literally, I will fly okay. through it if it's a good plot. I don't yeah. care. So I don't, I honestly like already get turned off to be honest by this question by somebody being like, and well-written because I'm like, well, what does that exactly like you said? What does that even mean? All that t- yeah. says to me is like, I think I'm better than you. So I want books to be more well-written and maybe that's like hot, flowery prose. I don't know. I, when I think of well-written, I just think of like, <laughs> it makes me feel something and like, I like it. Like, like it could be very basic or it could be very like flowery writing, like, like Bunny by Mona Awad, I would say is like well-written. Like that's a very well-written book to me, but it's I also very that book. convoluted in some ways. So maybe some people aren't into that, but also I feel like that the writing 
is just part of why I liked it. It was also the storyline. Mm-hmm. It just like all goes together. Right. It's so hard to say. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was actually going to recommend one last stop. I kind of forgot that one was technically fantasy because it doesn't oh, yeah. like, feel like it at yeah. times, but it is. Yeah. Um, I thought that was well written. That one doesn't involve coming out. It's not male centric. Mm-hmm. And another one that I read was called Written in the Stars. It's probably a little basic. It's by Alexandria Bellaflor. And I read that too. That one isn't about coming out. <laughs> another question that we got Rex with healthy relationships. I thought that one was like kind of nice in mm-hmm. terms of like the different relationship dynamics. I also liked, uh, and this might be a little bit more young adult, but The Stars and the Blackness Between Them by mm-hmm. Hunata Petrus. And it has um, like a girl who came from an island somewhere in the Caribbean that you very much cannot be gay. And she goes to America mm-hmm. and meet someone else who's gay and they have like shared experiences of how different their lives are and like one kind of had to struggle and the other one didn't and so they're already out but they're like connecting so I like all of those and I know that this person asked for fiction um, but a book that I would say was very well written (laughs) but is nonfiction. It's called Dear Synthurin, and it's by Awaki Mezi. It's all about their perception of gender and feeling like they're almost non-human because of how mm-hmm. gender is structured. I got a lot out of that book, but it is it is nonfiction. They have another book that I have on my phone. There are other books more popular. I but don't know. I like this one. Which one? There's one and it's about like different souls in one body. And it's kind of, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's about like gender fluidity and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the books I was going to suggest for this question is actually called Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl um, by Andrew Lawler. And it's a little bit. MLM, not multi-level marketing, but man-loving man. Um, But it's (laughs) about a a person who is literally like transforming. So gender fluid, but like this person's like a shapeshifter and they can like look like anyone or anything. And so they become like any, like a bunch of different genders, sexualities. It's it's really cool. Um, Another one that I thought of for this question, sorry, I lost it. Um, (laughs) Our Wives Under the Sea by Julia Armfield. That's one I read recently. And it's about someone whose wife goes on like a deep sea diving mission and she comes back like changed. I don't want to like give away too much, but she's just not the same. And it kind of goes back and forth between her being underwater, like stuck underwater on this deep sea mission and her wife on land and their life before and their life after. So that was a really good one I read recently. Another one was everyone in this room will someday be dead. Uh, For the person who asked for like happy, healthy relationships, this is not necessarily one. It's kind of a if you have anxiety, it's very anxiety provoking. This it, it, the main character kind of okay. reminds me of Rue from Euphoria. Um, oh, okay, just yeah, just a very anxious individual and like voicing every paranoid thought that you might have. So if you mm. have like any compulsions or obsessive thoughts, maybe stay away from that one. Um, I also read Patricia Wants to Cuddle recently, which is about a reality show that goes to film on this like island off of Washington State. And there's like a giant Bigfoot there. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but 
there's a happy ending. I I thought it was a happy ending personally. It was fun. It was well written. I wish there was like a little bit longer. Like I wanted more of it. And that's my biggest complaint with that one. Um, mm-hmm. Another one that I think is really, really well written. It's In the Dream House, which is a memoir by Carmen Maria Mercado. And it is beautiful, very triggering. It's about an abusive relationship. So just keep that mm-hmm. in mind before reading it. But I've read it a few different times and I really enjoyed it. And then another one that's kind of triggering. Well, I don't even want to say kind of. It's very triggering. It's pretty fucked up. Um, It's called Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke. This one's by Eric LaRocca, which I don't love queer books written about women by men. But this one is like, it's like fucked up and weird. And it's all like back and forth over email, which I've always been into. Um, And it Mm. takes place in like the early thousands, maybe late 90s. And it's about two queer women and like, a fucked up relationship. Yes, those are my (laughs) recommendations for this person who wants a well-written book that's not about coming out or about men. Yeah, as someone else said, you know, Rex with happy endings and or healthy Mm -hmm. relationships, I think we've kind of covered plenty with happy endings and you Mm -hmm. mentioned whether or not they were happy, healthy relationships. Um, More suggestions. Do you have any that are kid friendly? Because this person can't do dark Mm -hmm. books. They like kid friendly suggestions like middle school grade or lower. Mm -hmm. Um, If this person likes graphic novels, which I love graphic novels, I would recommend Lumberjanes by Andy Stevenson. I haven't read all of them. Um, I also read, I guess it's a little darker it's called Paper Girls. They actually made, I think it's on like Amazon Prime and it got canceled after one season, which is really sad. Um, but that's another graphic novel by Brian K. Vahan. But yeah, I would go to Lumberjanes. There's also Annie on My Mind by Nancy Garden, which is like a classic queer book that I read a couple years ago, I want to say. And it, it's like really geared towards younger people so I had put it off for a while but it was a good story I enjoyed it another one that I would recommend is Beauty Queens by Libba Bray that one is about like pageant contestants that get stranded on a deserted island I read that a long time ago so I don't know how PG it is but I'm I'm pretty sure it's targeted towards a younger crowd so I think that one should be okay and then the These Witches Don't Burn, which I mentioned earlier, is definitely targeted towards a younger audience. So I think that one would be okay for you. And also The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller is about uh, Achilles and Pat- Patrocleus. I'm sorry if I'm butchering this like ancient Greek name, but it's like about two men, but it's so beautiful. And I cried so much reading it. And I was like at work, like in front of someone just like sobbing into my book. So Aww. read that. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> So someone else had said, Rex, for somebody who's just getting back into reading light and not super dramatic or intense. And I always think if you want something light, like if I want something light, I'll go to young adult, Mm -hmm. which maybe is not like kid, middle school or lower, like this other person said. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the books I had mentioned, like Written in the Stars and even One Last Stop, I felt like that could have, I mean, I know there were sex scenes in it, but I felt like it was a little young adult in Mm -hmm. some Definitely written in the stars. Yeah. And then I really liked Never Kiss Your Roommate by Feline Harms. It was very young adult, like very PG, Mm. but it was a good read for somebody who's getting back into reading because there was a really good 
plot twist at the end that you're not expecting. And it came right at the point where you're kind of expecting things to be really predictable. I think it's an easy read that could get you back into like enjoying a good story. I have a really good easy reading suggestion. It has queer men in it and then there are like queer women that are very very briefly mentioned um but it's called the house in the cerulean sea by tj clune and it is about like a house of monster children and their caretakers so uh that's kind of targeted towards a younger audience but also like an older like it could go either way and it was a cute little read that was one of the ones that i started and kind of fell off and had to go back to Um, But I would definitely recommend that one if you're looking for something lighter to read. Yeah. Um, Our last question on recommendations. What books are there about lesbian love that do not center a man or turning away from men? I don't read a lot like that. And I have, but I will say that I have found a lot of the ones that end up on like the New York Times bestseller list are this way. Like, do you ever read Mm -hmm. Untamed? I did. Yeah. Everybody was talking about that book. And when I read it, I was like, this is the corniest, stupidest things I've already know. (laughs) Like this wasn't, this was not written for me. That's, I don't think that that book was written for queer people. I think that book was written for straight people Mm. to read a queer experience. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So not that one. What do you recommend? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, see, I don't know because I'm like trying to think if anything doesn't mention men, I read Milk Fed by Melissa Broder last year. And that's a really strange one about this woman who's like obsessed with frozen yogurt. And she becomes like obsessed with the Jewish woman who works at the frozen yogurt place. I don't really think there's much about men. It, it sounds not that interesting, but it's very sexual, very, I've been reading a lot about like unhinged, obsessed women. Um, like stalkery women so uh, that one kind of falls into that category Um, it's hard because I don't know like a lot of them do at least briefly mention men well this just says don't center a man or or like turning away from men meeting like I just love my husband for you you know yeah I mean well in that case I have a lot of recommendations everyone in this room will someday be dead which I mentioned earlier um I read a book called Sarah Land by Sam Cohen that one is very queer um lots of triggering scenes in that one just be aware uh maybe look up triggers beforehand there's outlawed by anna north which is about a bunch of like female cowgirls who like disguise themselves as men so that they don't have to like live in a convent when they've been like run out of town so they can like Mm. live in their own community outside of the actual towns um wow so that one doesn't center men uh let's see the things have gotten worse since we last spoke, which is the one I mentioned earlier that was pretty fucked up. There's Snot Girl by Brian Lee O'Malley, which is another graphic novel. And it's about this girl who's like an influencer, but she's like a fraud and her nose is always runny. And that's why she's called Snot Girl. She has like bad allergies. And there's like a queer storyline with this like vampire girl. Yeah, that's one I'd recommend. There's also In at the Deep End by Kate Davies, which is another one about a woman who becomes comes obsessed with I think her female co-worker there's one called the life and death of Sophie Stark by Anna North who also wrote the outlawed book um, and that's about someone who is a queer person who dies it's like a story about 
her past, like people from her past. So I really like that one. I think those are my best recommendations for ones that don't necessarily center men or like leaving men, but they probably do mention men because unfortunately they are out there. (laughs) Yeah, Um, they do exist in the world. Yeah. So all the books that we mentioned, like we said, will be on the list that we have in this description. So if you didn't write that down fast enough, or if you're driving right now, or you just yep. want to be able to have something to tap back to, it'll be down below. Perfect. And with that, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back to talk a bit more about queer books. Okay, we are back. And the next question is not really a question, but somebody did comment. I love representation, but lots of books fail to present it in a realistic way, which, yeah, it's probably because there's so many, there's so much of a spectrum to queer Mm -hmm. experiences that I think a lot of times the representation can be a little bit narrow. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think we all have our own experiences, so it just might not align with the specific book we're reading. And also, we don't know how much was, like, edited out, how much the, I don't fucking know, publishing team was like, no, you can't include this, or this is too much, or why is there this detail? Like, that could have added to the story. Maybe you're just not vibing with, like, the writers that you're reading. Like, there are lots of different reasons why it might not be presented in a realistic way but also I think it's not real so it's like hard to get it completely accurate and it it's not sure. going to fit everyone and even if someone's like writing something and they want to make it as representational for as many people as possible that means it's not going to be like as detailed or sometimes right. not as good like even when I make memes like sometimes I try to like make them as broad as possible but that kind of takes away from the meme so it's hard to find like a sweet right. spot where it's like still good but still applicable to like a huge group of people and I think sometimes the stories that's what the issue is the only other thing I can suggest is to write your own yeah and I think somebody else asked a question about what straight authors get wrong about queer stories And that could be partially why the representation doesn't Mm. feel realistic, Mm -hmm. because if you just look at who has a better probability of being published, it's straight authors Mm -hmm. and they're not living an authentic queer experience, but they're writing about one, which I understand you can do that for a lot of scenarios in writing because it is like imaginative. But if you're really drawing from an experience that you have not had, obviously there's places you could get things wrong. And so that could also play into why things sometimes don't feel as authentic as they could be because they're not always being written that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That reminds me, it's like kind of the opposite scenario. There's this author that I just found on TikTok who is married to a woman, but she only writes like straight love stories and people were like Hmm. why don't you write any queer ones and she was like I don't want to like write my story because it just feels so personal like I don't want to put that out there and they were like well why don't you write something with like hints of your real story or like something else like why aren't you writing anything queer and she just like feels comfortable I guess writing straight stories and even in one no, of the I, like, answers, watched a that's bunch how of she's going to make money. That's how well, she's going to yeah, make money. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. But I like went into the videos and I, part of it is because she feels 
not valid as a queer person because she's only been with her wife. She didn't know that she was into women before her wife. And so she feels like she doesn't have a, like a background to pull from or story to pull from aside from her own oh, okay. specific experience which she doesn't want to share you know what I mean so like I feel like maybe a mixture of both like that's her lane that's what she's comfortable with but also she doesn't know how to write about queer experiences that aren't that specific experience she has even though I do think she knows she would totally know how like I don't think she wouldn't be able to um you just kind of have to like superimpose like women into the narrative and like change some things that I don't think it has to be like a huge difference in the overall story but like I think that's also like what authors in general are getting wrong is that they're going from like one narrow experience they've had or someone they know has had when there are a bunch of like different things that could be explored but maybe they only feel comfortable going down one avenue right even in movies like the trope of like coming out like we just see like kind of like the same storylines recycled over and over and I know there's like kind of a finite amount of stories in the world like it's like person goes on an adventure to find x y you know what I'm there's just like only so many templates there's only so many stories yeah um but like I feel like what movie studios and probably also like publishers think will do well is kind of the same thing over and over but I know like self-publishing is a thing so I do think that there are other options out there just uh what's highly marketed is not always accurate to our lived experiences yeah I also was thinking too that with the gift of hindsight we can look back on things that were so absurd and be like how did that happen but it did like even me saying you know how I read all reread all the lesbian scenes a million times but like I did not know what that meant and so I think there's also seeing anything through compet can make things Mm -hmm. seem unrealistic now but when you're really unaware of your queerness because Mm -hmm. of you know the overarching um cis heteronormativity that's taking over everything (laughs) you can do things that are unrealistic like you ignore things that are stupid to ignore and so maybe it seems unrealistic because you're like no you would absolutely have that happen and know how to react or know Mm -hmm. that you were gay if that happened to you and I don't know maybe you don't because the world isn't totally set up for us to figure out who we are Mm -hmm. early on in life Uh, And that's also maybe something that straight authors get wrong about queer stories because they often know immediately and like exactly sure yeah I understand like they often it's set up as the secret and I understand this it's Mm -hmm. a good story arc of Mm -hmm. like rising action like they're having to do more and more to hide the secret and then the climax is it finally comes out and then all of the you know fallout then of everything that happens after to conclusion is everybody being like it's okay we still love you like it does make a Mm -hmm. good story arc I get it but I didn't feel like I was like Mm -hmm. hiding some secret and I didn't want everybody to find out Mm -hmm. and I know that there are people who feel that way but how do you write a story really about somebody getting smacked in the face with something Mm -hmm. and still being like lesbian no I'm straight yeah no I'm straight like (laughs) I would read that (laughs) yeah it's just like the quote about like healing not being linear and I feel like coming to terms with 
your identity, whether it's sexual or like in other ways, like it's not always linear. Sometimes you backtrack, sometimes you go off on a different path. Like Mm -hmm. there are different avenues. And like, for me, I was like a mixture of both. Like it was like getting smacked in the face and in denial, but also like kind of knowing that I had like a secret, but also like the denial was so strong that it was like, yeah, I don't like, I don't know. Like it's so complex and I think it is hard to put into words. So that's why sometimes it is easier to write that more straightforward storyline. So I don't know. I think it's, it can be a a little difficult to write and people already have a hard time writing. So I can see why they want to make it as like simple as possible for themselves. But if you want to write a story about combat, I want to read it. So someone write that I actually read a nonfiction book and then it also had a sequel and it's called dear John I love Jane and then the other one is called welcome to Jane land and it's not like it is about women leaving their husbands to go be with women and some women Mm -hmm. it's like they fell for a woman some women it's like they felt pressured into that life and always knew they were gay but like didn't think they could live that way some it's just like they got a divorce and then like realized there were other options out there uh, so that's a good nonfiction one no one asked for this recommendation but I'm recommending it because <laughs> I read that after I left my ex-boyfriend and I enjoyed I those because they were like highly relatable um, and you know I if you want to like get queer stories right I guess the route might be to go to nonfiction because that's not necessarily like, okay, this make-believe person. It's someone's like actual experience. And I love reading nonfiction for that exact reason. People have interesting stories without making Mm -hmm. anything up. Not to say that you can't have an active imagination, but people are interesting (laughs) to me already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to write a memoir someday, but I'm like, I need to do something with my life. I read um, in high school, I read Chelsea Handler's books and they Mm -hmm. made me want to like fuck a bunch of people and like write about it but now as an adult I'm like I don't know if I actually want to do that but yeah I like uh things about people's lives it makes me feel less alone so the last question that we got is do you think LGBTQ should be its own genre I personally think not that that's Um, what the person I'm not saying that right I think that, um, not to like shame this person, but I do think that's kind of problematic. And I understand Mm. the idea of like, why are we different and othered? Mm -hmm. And why can't we all just like be in the same section? But Mm -hmm. representation is so important. And if you just put it all into one, we're never going to find queer stories. Mm -hmm. We're just not. In fact, Mm -hmm. I will literally search like lesbian this, sapphic Mm -hmm. this, like whatever. And if I can't, if I can't search that or go to a section in a library or a bookstore, how do I know that it exists? Mm -hmm. Right. It's representation. I agree. Like, obviously I do think that queer books should be like sprinkled throughout the other genres. Like they should still be present if possible. Um, but I do like the simplicity of like going to a section on a website or in a store and looking at all the queer books specifically so I think it's more of like a convenience thing and not necessarily like oh you're other but it's like a way to find books that might get lost among the millions of other books out there yeah I think in like a bookstore it's harder because you'd have to have like sections but Mm -hmm. if you're shopping online like Mm -hmm. one book could have a bunch of different tags Mm -hmm. and so if I then search fantasy all these fantasy books would come up and some of them gay some of them not but then if I search Mm -hmm. queer fantasy it should 
tag the books that are both of those tags. Mm -hmm. So I would think like online, at least you need to have like the tags categories. I do understand like going to a bookstore and seeing all the queer books, like put into one section does feel very segregated. You you get like two little shelves of queer books. It's so sad. Feels wrong in a way. Mm But I do think there needs to be an easy way to find. Yeah, like stick a little rainbow to. flag sticking out. Sure. Huge, like little section of queer books. I mean, it would be very uh, time consuming and probably not great for the environment. But there's probably something that can be done that is like maybe even if it were like in a book. I don't know what imaginary bookstore I'm speaking to right now. But like in a bookstore, <laughs> they have like a fantasy section. And then within the fantasy section, maybe they could like put all the queer books together. But I don't know that every sec- like every store, every section has enough books for them to even do that. I think the convenience of it is nice. It is really sad when you go into a bookstore though and look at the queer books and there's like nothing. Yeah. But online... I do like the convenience of having the LGBTQ section because sometimes that is specifically what I want to read. So that is what I look for. Yeah, exactly. Representation matters. We've got to have a way to find things, but, but I get it. So that's all the questions that we have. Like I said before, get the full recommendation list in the episode description. And you can also follow us on any social media where I'm sure we will be posting lots of different things that we just talked about in the recommendations. And you can follow us then anywhere online at Sapphic Survival Guide, except for Twitter, which is just at Sapphic Survival. And you should also like and rate and review our podcast. And if you want more, you can go to patreon.com slash Sapphic Survival Guide, where we have bonus content, video episodes, etc. And last, you can find me anywhere online at The Libra including my website, thelibragina.com. And I post um, book reviews there. And then if you're done with books and want to go watch Jersey Shore, you can go listen to Um Hello, where we listen to podcasts. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform at all times because I don't get offline. <laughs> and with that, class is now dismissed. Bye. Bye.